Welcome to How to Get Laid on Tinder for Men, where we explore sex, dating, communication, and everything in between. Here's to more adventures, fun, and great sex. No dating or sex? How to get back into it successfully. Hi, Carmen. Hello, Maureen. Now, I'm fascinated about this one because I've got a confession to make. I have not had sex for a few months. <gasps> no. I know. I've just, I don't know. I've been doing other things. And I was thinking about your experience. You didn't have sex for seven years. And I was thinking about what your experience was in getting back into it all. Yes. Well, before we jump into that, Carmen, we really do have to ask you, what's going on the last couple of months? I don't know. I was speaking to a friend on the way here and she just said, it sounds like you're getting all your endorphins through running. And I think that's accurate. Um, I think, you know, uh, sex is a great thing to get, you know, endorphins flowing and things like that. And I've just found another place in which I'm getting it. So um, I don't know, like I'll be back on the horse wagon, whatever you call it, um, at some point in the future. I'm not going to stop forever, but I don't know. It's just... Yeah. As to where it, well, I'm at at the moment. Yeah. And as long as you're getting it, whatever it is for you, I reckon it's uh, pretty good. And just between you, me and everyone listening to the podcast, uh, it's, it doesn't mean I haven't been sexual for, you know, for a few months. So I have been by myself and also in my dreams once, which is quite amazing. Um, but uh, just no partner sex for the last few months. Yeah. You, you keep leaving me hanging. So what do you mean in your dreams? Like you just haven't... Yeah, but like I woke up coming the other day. Oh my goodness. That sounds really good. Like, I mean, obviously it's different for a woman, but I think it's like equivalent to a wet dream. Like it was pretty intense and I don't don't think there was any rubbing or anything going on. So it was all in your mind. So it shows you how much your mind um, plays a role in, you know, sex. And it was actually better than when I am awake and I... um, pleasure myself that's pretty cool that's really cool i reckon i've come close and then i've woken up yeah like no so i am i slept for nine and a half hours last night and it didn't happen so hopefully tonight yeah you never know you never know anyway um we digress (laughs) i just couldn't um help myself so this whole no sex for seven years thing so i suppose the first question a lot of people ask me first is why yep uh, well, the short answer is I was freaking tired yeah, and it just wasn't on my mind. So I had two little kids on my own, as a lot of you know, um, anonymous sperm donor. So there's no real um, traditional support in the house and so it's just pretty full on. So uh, the most important for me thing for me was sleep. Yeah, and yeah. because we do know that, you know, getting late on Tinder does take some effort and energy and it sounds like you didn't have um, any to expend. No, there was nothing in the tank at all. And then I think what happens after a little while, like you then, the less you have it, the less you want it. Yes. I don't know. Do you find that? I do. Like I find the more, the more sex I have, the more sex I want. And so even for me, even with a few months like out of the game, like there's a part of me that's like a bit concerned going, oh my goodness, maybe I'm not going to want it again. But like, I will, I will, I'll, I'll get back there. Um, so, so for you, did your desires go away? Like, did you still pleasure yourself or what happened in those seven years? You know, you've asked me that before and 
I can't even remember. I must have, surely. Yeah. I don't know. In between breastfeeding, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, it, like, it wasn't a huge part of my life at that stage and I wasn't concerned about it. So tell me about when, when you first started thinking about it again. Well, I think what happened was um, I had this guy that I dated for a couple of months years and years ago, mm. right? Now, he, um, I think, was doing the, my, one of my coaching courses at the time anyway, and we, were, we decided, he decided that he wanted to help me out. Um, he knew I was feeling a bit overwhelmed, so he came to help me out with the garden. As of service, maybe. Oh, don't you love it? A man who comes and helps you out with the garden. And he didn't charge me. And he even said, like, this little area in the front, Maureen, I'll just help you, you know, set it up so you can sit out, you know, in your, in your garden. And, and, and him coming around just sparked, yeah, I don't know, because I think I was away from masculinity. I was away from men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was just... I had kids and work. So and did just sit on your front porch, the porch, look, watching his muscles rip. Well, I did. No, we like, what, what, what went on? Yeah, well, no, I actually had some conversations with him and I said, because he's like, oh, I can't believe you haven't got, you know, you need to get yourself laid. And I'm like. Did he offer? No, he was, he had a partner and he didn't offer, although I was hoping he would, I must say. Anyway, I was hoping that he'd leave his, no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't actually hoping that at all, but he, he yeah. One part of me wanted him. Anyway, so then I just went, oh, look, I really want this. And he just got really frustrated with me. What do you mean he got frustrated? Because because you were saying, I want to get laid, but you didn't take any action. Well, what happened was I felt I was, I said, oh, well, if I got laid now, these are the stupid things that go through people's heads, I reckon. I don't know if any of you out there can relate to this, but I was like, well, I'm fatter than I've ever been. Uh... So I've never had sex this fat before. So, so you were thinking that maybe someone might not be attracted to you or you felt really vulnerable about being naked at that weight? Yeah, and just being being with someone because, you know, I was a whole, you know, 70 kilos instead of 63 kilos or something. Mm. Like, it wasn't like I was huge, but in my head, I'm just like, oh, well, I, you know, it was, I've, I've never had sex at this weight, will, you know, people accept me, I've got a bit of a tummy at the moment, like all this stuff went through my head. Yeah. And, you know, you think if you've got a partner, you can work through that stuff and you know that they're going to want it anyway, mostly. Yeah, it's a sort of social contract, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a whole podcast about about that, about, you know, one partner putting on weight and what, you know, <laughs> what the social contract is. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, so I, and he just got really frustrated because I kept going, oh, but I put on weight and, and oh, and he's like, it doesn't matter. And I can't even... I felt like he didn't build me up enough and go, well, you're still beautiful or you're still... But I think he tried to and I just wasn't having a bar. I weren't hearing it, yeah. So, yeah. Well, so there was the weight excuse. What else was, was? What else were you telling yourself? Well, like the logistics of it, how would I meet someone, how would I, you know, I've got the kids, when would they come, would I go to... You know, so it was all just too much. Yeah. So then, so that um, was probably about... The five-year mark, I reckon. Yes. Four or five-year mark. Um, so we went another two years. And went another two After years. wanting this garden of bad and not uh, not taking any action. Yeah, yeah. So then I decided to go on this crazy 500-kilometre bike ride in mm. um, Thailand. 
uh, with a group of entrepreneurs. And uh, let me tell you, there were some there was some nice fit men on that. Now, audience, I've since been on one of these crazy bike rides and I can concur. Yes, yes. So I think, but it's not just the bike ride. I'll tell you the story of the bike ride in a minute. It was the um, doing something for myself, putting, you know, getting fitter, putting myself in an environment, a different environment where the kids weren't there. I was just with, you know, fit and healthy people, all going for it in life, really. So it's like almost this pattern interrupt and, and you're surrounding yourself with different people and different stimulus. Yeah. And I think what happens is when we make decisions, even about our sex lives, we think that it's like a split decision. Oh, I decided to get back on the horse. But I think with a lot of decisions, like with a lot of decisions in life, it's a build up of a lot of a lot of pondering, things happening small actions taken for you to then go, yes, I'm right to get back on the horse. Yeah, it's like the, I, I think of it like the revving. Like, for example, when I was buying my first house, I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it. And then once I like snapped my fingers and decided to do it, like I brought a house within like a week or two. Yeah, yeah. And I like that that expression, revving, because I reckon I was starting to rev, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and I think the, uh, yeah, the masturbation probably started more after those, after the gardener. Um, shout out to Hazo if you listen to this. Anyway, so <laughs> well, you start. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and then interestingly, you know, he contacted me probably about a year ago, and I just had no interest whatsoever. So there you go. Anyway, that's another story for another time. There's so many stories for other times, Carmen. <laughs> so getting back to this bike. Ride. Right, so you're on this bike ride with these sexy businessmen. Yeah, you were revving. I was revving a that's little bit fre- more frequently. Yep. yep, and I'm like, uh. And I must have been talking about it as well to people because yeah. I remember one of the girls on the bike ride going, I'm like, oh, but I'm, I'm a bit fatter than I was when I used to. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. She's going as if a man who's about to get some is going to go, oh, no, you know, you're a little bit fat. Like, come on. You know, if he's got a weight, you know, a, a naked woman in front of him, I doubt he's going to, you know, push you away. So I was getting all these messages as well, which was, you know, quite healthy. So these other people were building you up? Yeah, they were women and, and men as well? Um, well, no, I can't remember the male conversations at that time, but I remember this girl, although she did laugh. Um, after one of the days, we had a, a day three, I think we had a rest day, and she was into, um, uh, like, she had a, a health spa. Yes. Anyway, so she's going, so she was massaging people's legs and stuff just to help out by the pool. And um, and then she just made this joke. She goes, oh, my, that, that's why I haven't got laid. you got hairy legs. <laughs> So you weren't even like making the, the simple effort. Effort, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is quite interesting. So anyway, I uh, shaved my legs that night. No. And then um, I think it was in the next day we um, – so there's about 60 entrepreneurs set the scene and we had this beautiful dinner and then everyone stands up one by one and gets on this stage and talks about why they're doing the bike ride. Yes. And you know when I don't know if you've ever done this before when you've you've gone to any professional development or anything and the people who go first set the scene for what's to come. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah. meaning if they go really deep and share something huge then other people share something huge. Yeah, and the competitive nature of me goes, how can I outdo that? Well, that's what happens to me. <laughs> so the first girl gets up and then talks about being sexually abused by a relative and the reason she was coming on the, the, the bike ride is because um, 
you know, she she found it in her strengths and was owning it, yeah. that it, you know, and all this stuff. And she was just so, like, it was so profound what she shared. It was just amazing. She's just an amazing person. And anyway, so, um, and then someone else had lost 40 kilos and, and like, it was just crazy shit people were sharing. Was that person getting laid if, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although he's married. And then I... I'm sitting there, sitting there, and I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I'm rehearsing because, you know, what I yeah. to do because I, you know, I wanted to do something good. And yeah. so I'm thinking about what to say. Out to. So I finally get up on the stage and um, I just share with the group that I'm here. I'm, I'm here to, you know, to um, do something for myself because my life's been about my kids. And I pledge to everyone today. Uh, no, before that I said, oh, yes, and um, I haven't had a date in seven years. I mean, no dating, wink, wink. And I pledge to everyone today that I am going to go home and get laid. Yay! <laughs> and the room erupts. Yeah. These, you know, I think I nearly got a standing ovation. Anyway, these boys especially were very excited for me. And after, they came up to me, a couple of them, and and um, and said, look, you need to get on Tinder, which was the app at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, how does it work? I'd heard of it and all that sort of stuff. And then one of them, who was just a kind guy, went through and just showed me and gave me the lowdown. Yeah. And that was, you know. Um, and then another guy, who's still a really good friend this day, came to me and said, look, Maureen, in our chat group, when you get home and you fulfil your goal, instead of giving any information, just give us a tick, you know, and we'll know what it means. So within, um, I think within 48 hours of being back, I'd given them a tick. Fantastic. Well, we'll get to the tick. But one thing I want to know is you are a pretty determined woman. Um, and, you know, it took this guy sitting down with you to show you Tinder, like to tell you first that's what you needed to use and then to show you how to do it. And like you're you're super intelligent and determined. Like you could you can work those things out yourself. What do you think the impact of this guy sitting you down and sort of holding your hand through it had? Um, I just feel like sometimes it can feel like you're really alone and it's, it's, it's sort of, and it forces you to look at it as well. And so you feel like you're getting your hand held and like was, so it was a mixture of, it was a really nice gesture and just feeling real, really supported. And also I knew that I didn't have to do anything there and then, but it was just like, you know, dipping my toes in the water to get a bit of a feel for it. Yeah, and he showed you the way, which meant that you didn't have to think about the way yourself, like you just followed his instructions by the sounds of it. Yeah, and you know what else? Um, he, I find him, he's a very charismatic guy, this guy. Like, yes. don't get me wrong, but I don't find him attractive. Mm. And he's on the short side. And, and so there was things going on for me that, and he, he told me he was quite successful yes. at getting laid. And so I think I had hope because I could go, well, I'm not as tiny as I used to be, but he's short and he's not stereotypically good looking and he's had a lot of success. And he was showing me women and, and you know, matching and they match with him. Yeah. So he showed you that um, there was ways that you could work it to get the outcome you wanted. Yeah. There was hope, Carmen. So when did you first get on the Tinder app? Oh, as soon as I got home. 
Oh, you didn't do it in Thailand. You waited until you got home. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So, wait, walk me through. So, the plane's busy, landing. The plane's landing. You know, you can turn your phone on now, people. Or what happened between that and the um, tick? Well, you should have seen my hair after that bike ride. Like, as you know, I'm not one to be, you know, have immaculate hair anyway. But it was really bad. So, I went to the hairdressers, I think, very soon after the bike ride. Yeah. And I got my hair done. And also, do you know what happens after riding 500Ks, Carmen? Yeah, there's a rubbish and stuff? No, we're not going to the rubbish. I was feeling invincible. Oh, yeah. I didn't have rubbish or anything like that. Oh, really? My body felt like hot. I felt yeah. hot, baby. Yeah, yeah. So add the hair and shave the legs. Oh, my God. I felt like I was just, you know, freaking amazing. So um, I... Yeah, I got to work straight away with this beautiful hair. Yeah. I took one photo. Oh, because years ago, there used to be this app called Hot or Not. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've ever no. seen that, but my gay friend showed me this is years and years ago at the beginning of apps. And you'd put on the thing, you'd, you'd show the, you'd put a picture of yourself and then people would vote and then you'd get a percentage. Yeah. Like, it was pretty awful. And, and you know, my other experience with dating apps where I didn't get that much traction on RSVP, I was really fearful. So, good hair. Took a photo, just one photo, put it up, and it went off. Oh my god! Match, match, bing, 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 so, bing. So you got all these like uh, endorphins going around, and so you're matching with all these men, and then what happened? So, um, yeah, they started chatting, and um, yeah, one I quite liked had really good energy, and you know, moved it pretty quickly. So, and he's, he was like, really wanted me. I felt really, really wanted. Yeah. So we organized to catch up and I was going to go to his house. And, um, yeah, so that's exactly what I did. And so at this, at the stage where you got home and you had the hot hair and you found Invincible and you're on the apps, did you have any fears at that stage or were you just on a roll then? You're like, come on, baby, time. I think I was on a roll. Because there there felt like there was a lot of interest. Yeah. And this guy was so keen, I couldn't see any way that it would go ass up. So you didn't feel that there was a chance he could reject you because you are a couple of kilos more than we used to. No, and ironically, of all the guys I ended up sleeping with, uh, once I got on, he would have been one of the fattest. And and do you think you picked him because he was safer, maybe? No, I was just attracted to him. Maybe subconsciously I did. Mm. Um. But, yeah, so um, I went over to his house and, yeah, he moved pretty quickly and he kissed me on the couch, I remember that, and it was nice and, you know. So was it like riding a bike? Yes. Yeah, but so you, you didn't lose your nah, photo or anything? Nah. It's, you didn't yeah. forget how to do it or? No, not at all. I think it all, you know, it was there, it all came back, it was fun. Yeah. And... What did you learn about yourself in this process? Well, there's a lot. I think I've shared quite a bit of learnings along the way, like that revving. Um, but what I did learn is how much stuff is just in your head. Yeah. So that's one thing I learned. And so it's about, for everyone listening, if you haven't been on for a while, I don't think it's about beating yourself up for it. I think it's about um, getting yourself in a frame of mind or waiting for that frame of mind. If you're revving a little bit, that's fine to then, you know, when you're ready to take that step. So knowing everything you know now, like what would you have done differently? Um, 
I don't think I would have done anything differently. So you don't think you would have started getting laid two years earlier when that gardener came around or you think you needed that time to process and... Yeah. And I think, you know, our friends, people around us, even that gardener had an opinion that something was wrong with me because I wasn't. Um, And I even made jokes with you that you've gone two months and, Mm. you know, what's wrong with you? Like, uh, but I think it's just everyone should go with what they're feeling and uh, and what's right for you. So I don't think really I necessarily would have changed anything and I don't really felt like I missed out. I think if I when I really felt like I was missing out, then I took action when it was important enough to me. And what advice would you have to other people who are thinking, oh, I've put on a few kilos, you know, maybe I might be rejected? Um, you might be rejected. You know, you just might, uh, but that's part of life, the, you know, the peaks and troughs of life. And it might be really hard, you know, on you at the time, but it could happen. But actually the likelihood's pretty low, I reckon, Yeah, if you get the right person. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think the key thing that you said was that you were feeling invincible and hot after the ride. And so what I found, like I'm not um, skinny, um, I'm overweight and I've been more overweight than I am now. And my getting laid has not been a problem if I'm feeling good about myself. Yeah. If I'm feeling hot and I'm feeling, like for me, if I'm physically active, um, then often I feel hot independent of what weight I am. And if I'm feeling hot, then I find that other people find me hot. Yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the key thing is it's about, it's really about, you and how how much love you're giving yourself. Yeah. And the other thing is timing. So, you know, if you're listening and going, yeah, but I'm not ready, then cool, you're not ready. But are you really not ready? I just want people to ask, like, ask themselves that. Are they yeah. really not ready or is that just for your talk? Yeah. And so my the question to ask yourself might be, you know, what's the most important thing for me around it right now? And if you can ask yourself that, question then you might get a few answers yeah um because for me I asked myself that question and it was I I wanted to be touched again I wanted to have sex again and you did so excellent so there you have it people today's episode which is called Carmen no dating or sex how to get back into it successfully So if you're wanting to get back into it successfully, I think the key message today has been to to focus on yourself um, and take action when you're ready. And it's not about the external things of what you're wearing, what you look like, how fat you are, how many muscles you have, how big your dick is, any of that. Um, It's how you're feeling about yourself. Because if you're feeling great, you think you look good, you feel sexy, then other people are going to find you that as well. Have fun.